For some reason, I thought recording dual mono guitars on that was a good idea. And every time I hear it, I'm like, eh. I wish I knew what that meant and what the op- alternative was so that I could, yeah. um, I, I could I encourage you. I would say I, I definitely agree but uh, and understand. But please explain what that means for uh, those like John that don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Why would I waste time doing something that's so nerdy when we're we, obviously this is an emergency podcast to uh, to pay our respects dearly departed to Pac-12 or is it just Pac-12 at this point? Uh, thank you all for being here today with us. Uh, I would like to remind you of some of the good times we had. Uh, please remember the Pac-12 after dark moments of yore. Remember the time that USC was their only title contender and they sent them to play a Thursday night game at Pullman, which they promptly lost. (laughs) Think of all the times the Pac-12 could have played in big bowl games and instead their best teams crapped their pants and we loved it. It's only been 17 years since they won a title. (laughs) It's been 17 years. Oh, I'm so old. It's gotta be. I I would like to leave you with this wonderful quote to remember the Pac-12 by and it is there's shouting there's blood there's boogers there's the whole thing Mike Leach R.I.P. to the pirate <laughs> R.I.P. to the pirate what would he gone, say gone but never forgotten what would he Pac-12 will be forgotten and in conclusion I would like to offer these words of comfort it just means more but aren't they going to sign an Apple TV Plus deal or no? <laughs> Bro, it's oh. the Pack 4. What do you think? The Pack 4. And it's, it's not going to be real college football. It's going to be more like a reality show kind of situation. Oh, I could watch mm. the real world. Hold on now. No, Hold listen, the now. real world Pack 12 now. The, or excuse me, the real world Pack 4, I, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm tuning in for four seasons at least. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you got, you got Cal. You got Stanford. You got Oregon State, you got Washington State. That's, that's your four that's, teams left. That's a lot of different demographics on top. Yeah. So we're yeah. so we're doing two divisions of two each, because it's a conference, you gotta have divisions. So mm-hmm. we're going to crypto, which is gonna be your Cal Stanford division, right? Or maybe we should just call that one Diamond Hands. Yeah, so <laughs> the Diamond Hands division. Obviously you got, you know, your Cal Crypto Bros, and you got your Stanford, uh, you know, insider trading crew going (laughs) head-to-head to to win the Diamond Hands division. And then in Washington State and Oregon State... Country AF. Yeah, you got, like, I don't know, the West Coast Redneck division or something. It is the West Coast. And you got... You got Lumberjacks versus Desert People. Lumberjacks versus I formed my own republic last weekend on this mountain. (laughs) Come take it. Republic of me? Look, if Californians can't live in California anymore... California. (laughs) You, you, California. Damn it. All these ex... The Pac-12 is going to be the ex-Californians. It's all these... Hey, now, California is the place you ought to be. I got, they got their gold and they got the hell out of there. <laughs> My gold, they obviously, uh, are we done with the funeral, funeral dirge? Yeah, we're dirged. We done dirged. Okay, dirged out. Is there a Pac-12 creed? Oh man, I missed, I should have looked that up before. Gosh, that would have been good. Did you see what Kevin you just You can posted? take oh me gosh. to the Big Ten. Where I play with some cold weather school. I think you're can you, you take me somewhere? Literally anywhere, please. Um, <laughs> Wait, that's Reddit. Florida State. <laughs> I know, right? Like, please, God. Reddit CFB Twitter posted this is so good. Took almost 30 years, but we have now have incontrovertible evidence that Biggie killed Pac. Mm-hmm. And that's a play on words for the Big Ten killing the Pac-12. I mean, it's, it's about as stone cold as uh, actual Biggie Smalls killing Tupac would have been. Oh. If you ask me. Ooh. 
Uh, who was the former Pac-12 commissioner back in like the... Larry Scott, baby. Yeah, there was, uh, people were digging <laughs> up a really nice... Yes, sir. They aged well. What so was the well. soundbite? I don't know about this. What was the soundbite? Oh. Basically, they were. Uh, it was from 2011. Apparently, you know, this was the beginning of conference discontent. You had Texas and Oklahoma both mulling over leaving the Big 12. And uh, do you know where they were thinking about going in 2011? Most likely the Pac-12, right? You you bet your bottom dollar, sir. And uh, Blair Scott's basically, yeah, I'm really glad we did. We we were, you know, we talked about we're not really interested in taking the you know Big Twelve Oklahoma. You know, we're pretty confident in our own brand as the Pac-12. L O L. I mean, it, to be fair, at that point, it had only been about seven years since USC had won a national title. Oh, yeah, man. he had quotes at that time about how they had the best TV deal, how they were the most stable conference. No. How, yeah, it's Guys, just. I have a soundboard, and listen, I got this for that. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing the jokes all night, folks. Yeah, I don't know if you should laugh or cry that one. He, uh, uh, he was fired in disgrace, let the record show. Oh. Fired in disgrace. Not only are you yes. fired, sir, we would like we would like to let you know that you've been fired in disgrace. <laughs> oh yeah, that man was not like. Is that like a special badge on LinkedIn? Part of his <laughs> part of his marketing plan was to get a lot of people in China watching Pac-12 tennis. Well, there it is. Uh, Did that work? For I some reason, not. he is no longer employed by the Pac-12. <laughs> I guess, I'm guessing that didn't work. <laughs> no, it did not work. Oh, man. Okay, so where are things right now without like getting too in the weeds? Where have, where have schools ended up? Arizona is in the Big 12. Yes. 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 Along with Utah. Along with, Along with Utah Utes. And Arizona State. And Arizona, and Arizona State. State. Oh, good for the Sun yes. Devils. Though Arizona State and Utah, that part's not officially confirmed, but yeah, it looks like they're like ninety percent there. Yeah, and then Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten. To the Big F- Ten, okay. Yes, and then Florida State to please, somewhere. Please God, anywhere but here. Yes, got it. They are currently working with J.P. Morgan to raise funds. To get out of the ACC, they're going to be Un- owned by the Saudis. I'm calling. Yes, what is that? Un- unless of course the Saudis come in with a lower interest I saw, rate. I saw that picture and I was very confused. What did that picture mean? And let me explain what I mean, since this is just words. I saw a picture of a lot of Saudi Arabians in front of a Seminole logo. Yes. So, Florida State to get out of the ACC grant of rights that runs through 2036 or something would have to potentially that's a very long time yes it's not a lot of money per year compared to other conferences which is what's driving the whole thing however it remains 13 years left on the deal or something stupid 13 years old yeah exactly so what they're doing is they're looking for external funding so that they can go ahead and get a little bit of extra cash. My little bit of extra cash, I mean, you know, a couple hundred million dollars on hand. You know, and just a couple hundred moving. mil. Yeah, as one does, as one does. You know, they haven't found oil in Tallahassee yet, so. No, but, you know, that doesn't mean they can't. So yeah. anyway, that's why they're trying to raise money. Right now they're looking at traditional banking or, you know, more traditional venture capital investments or something. I don't know. It's going to be super exciting when that happens, but... There is a chance, I don't know that this is actually any reports of it happening, but there's been a lot of Saudi money getting into sports lately because shocking people with big oil money have looked at oil in the last 50 years and oil in the next 50 years and said, wait a minute, uh, we're not so sure it's going to be quite so good and quite so stable for the next 50 years. Let's diversify our money. Let's buy a bunch of sports teams. Let's, you know own the controlling stake in Ubisoft or whatever, you know, tech companies they've bought spreading Mm. the wealth around. So hopefully all of this will soon lead us to the Florida state Saudi Knowles as they try and find a new conference. I'm glad they're, uh, they're buying Ubisoft that way. Assassin's Creed can go back to its roof and you're just knifing Christians in the back. 
I think we should. I think we should kill more Christians in the next Assassin's Creed. I'm sorry, what? What was that? I think we killed a lot of Christians in the first three games. I'm pretty sure we killed all the Catholics. No Catholics left to be killed in the in the Mediterranean. Um, yeah, I believe they invested almost forty billion dollars in video game stuff in the last forty, uh, 40 with a B. Yes, with a B. Oh man, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean. You've seen the stuff, how much they're paying random athletes, golfers and soccer players or whatever. If oh, they're going to pay hundreds of million dollars for a dude, then they can, you know, fork up 200 million Gosh, to uh, invest crazy. in Florida I mean, State. Yeah. When the traditional banking doesn't work, does FSU turn to like kidnap and ransom or something to get money? <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of jokes I could make right now, but I'm going to let Siraj Hashmi make those jokes when, oh. they get, <laughs> when they get their hands on the Knowles, because let me tell you, it's going to be good. It's going to be very good. The Knowles. There's, do they end up in the SEC? Since, I mean, they are in the Southeast. That's a stupid, Ge- kind of like an easy question. But. Geographically, it would make the most sense. Um, however, it's not a guarantee. I think for one... They mostly want to end up in the SEC or the Big Ten because they want more money. So if they had an offer from the Big Ten and not the SEC, uh, they would choose the Big Ten in a heartbeat because all they want is more money. They don't care about geography. Now, if they had an offer from both, which way would they go? Not really sure. Right now, the Big Ten, their upcoming TV deal for at least six years will have more money than the SEC. Because it's with CBS. per, Per school. Yeah, they got. They sort of, I think, had CBS and Fox and ESPN kind of all involved in the bidding and got a little higher price. That's my understanding. Right. It's also six years, and so you know it's much shorter than some deals like the ACC. And the ACC, but, man, they did that. They went to that Bobby Bonilla deal. Yeah. <laughs> they might have had some foresight about what was coming down the tracks. What was that deal? Made? Or they didn't. One of the two. <laughs> I mean, I guess, no. yeah, I guess you could say that. Foresight about it, because they are, they've got them locked up, for better or worse. Yeah, the problem is it's mostly for worse, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's just it kind of a matter worse, of time. Worse. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, okay, maybe Florida State and Clemson decide that paying to get out right now is too much money, so they'll wait two years wonder, or three years or five years. I know years. somebody has probably done the math out there. On what it would cost, but I'm, I bet it's interestingly, phenomenal. nobody actually really knows. Oh, really? There's one copy of the ACC grant of rights, one hard copy that's like locked away somewhere in an ACC vault. And there was all kinds of hubbub in the past year when some universities wanted to actually see it the first time and read through the details as they try and figure out how to wiggle out of it. It's, it's basically nudged. super top secret. It's real weird. It's some Illuminati yeah, it like it's stuff. Nudged between the uh, the original Coke formula and the recipe for McDonald's special sauce. <laughs> All the good, most lucrative things in the world. I think ACC Commissioner uh, Jim Phillips just keeps it taped to his chest underneath his clothes at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, just so the other ads can't take him out. It's like you take me down, you take down the TV deal. No one knows how much the thing's worth. That's yeah, right. You can't read it with a bullet hole through the intro. <laughs> yeah, that's business. That's how we do things in college athletics. <laughs> Think it's done for the kids. Good spirit. Hey, what do you think is this? Friday Night Lights? Hell no. Speaking speaking of which, uh, how much discussion during this has there been about how this will be good for teams or fans or? players any mention of that anywhere in any of this realignment stuff i mean they haven't uh, asked i don't know um what's how much will you tip me to have this discussion scott please tap on the ipad screen right now <laughs> no they get left in the they get left hang out to hung out oh right, they are gonna get use. bent so hard yeah as per usual like here's know, the yeah. thing one day kids are gonna go thrift stores like oh what's this oh i've never heard of this team before and it's gonna be like oregon state or washington state or hell, even like UNC, like, what the hell? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> it's like, this is so retro. And it's like, yep, that used to be a football program. Yeah. App UNC. Oh, Bill- yeah. Dude, you know, this team beat Michigan at home. Can you believe? I can't believe that happened. Yeah, they used to have a football team. They beat Michigan once. They're basically, you know, I will, I, like they're swanny. 
That's what right. they'll be. They'll be Swanee. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they were good in the thirties. <laughs> no, somebody. No, my one of my best friends texted me a screenshot. That's so funny. You said that. One of my best friends texted me a screenshot. You're talking about Swanee with an E, right? Mm-hmm. Said, never forget 1899 Swanee who played five games in six days on the road in November and blanked every opponent. That's, that's hilarious. You, that's hilarious. You brought that up. They beat Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tennessee. Texas, I'm skipping schools that don't matter, by the way. What Texas A&M, LSU, Ole Miss, Auburn, <laughs> and North Carolina. The late 1800s. Like the, yeah. So that's when uh, they were in the 1899, sorry. It was 1899. Okay, that's when it? they were lining up in the wedge formation and they were just kicking everyone in the ground. Well, my first thought was like, did these other schools just kind of like send whoever they could find? Yeah, oh, for like, sure. Yeah. It's like, yes. hey, I guess we have a game with Sawani. Just send whoever. Yeah. But they, you know, Look, to be we fair, all... we had, we played them close. It was twelve to zero. <laughs> but yeah. we're all we're all alumni of the University of Georgia. There's a plaque at Hurdy Field where they play the first football game where they commemorates where a kid died playing football, but also talks about how kids were just pulled from the stands. Like, hey, we need more players. You, you can run. You don't look that drunk. <laughs> Only a little drunk. He's only Sorry. a little drunk. Just enough where he doesn't get he doesn't hurt so bad when he gets kicked in the groin by the other team's linebacker. Yeah, Sorry I for mean, that rubber trail. No, I mean, that the Swanee games were played during the Spanish-American War, so it only holds so much meaning. Yeah. Yeah, I d- I, when all this stuff came out, you know, I was prepared to give like a, you know, a eulogy for the Pac-12, but my cynical curmudgeon self basically says, thinks we should just have a eulogy for like college football as we've known it for our whole lives. I mean... No, well, I don't think it's quite as dramatic. Here's what I was about to say earlier. I think as much as you are going to have your very silly, I think, sports reporters who... Um, I. I'm sorry to throw Andy Staples in this category, but he definitely falls in this category. He deserves it today. He does. There's others like it. The ones who are just very much like, hey, guys, new thing. It's exciting. Like, I understand, like, new things are exciting. Like, whatever. But also... I understand that this gets you a lot of clicks. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, listen, I... knows better, too. Well, it's... Yes. Uh, So, so... Okay, how do I say this? Justin and I work in like marketing, right? So I understand like there's new things aren't bad unless they're bad. <laughs> I don't know if that yes. makes any sense. New is not always good. New yes. is new, not new. New does not automatically equal good. Right. New or and different, different are new right. and different. They're not yeah. good. They're not bad. They're new and different. Sometimes you do need new and different. Yeah. They can be judged but, on their own merits. Exactly. They can be judged on their own merits. But like these people who are like, Oh guys, let's you know this can be awesome. Like we just don't really know. But I also think this is also true. If I know one thing, it's that a lot of fans. Maybe this is just a southeastern thing, and this doesn't apply for fans in the Midwest or Northwest, whatever. I think that if you screw too much with it, they're they're going to be really really upset, and they're not going to support it. And everything that's been happening this week, it feels a little bit like they're screwing a lot with it. And if it starts to affect what's happening season to season, they're not going to be about it. And they're going to be pretty pissed off. And well, that is going to manifest when it comes to uh, not manifest. What am I trying to say? That is going to like, you are going to see the results of that when it comes to, you know, tickets, not ticket sales, but like support for it or eyeballs on it. If you want to talk about viewing numbers and streaming numbers and that kind of thing. I, I think who's really getting screwed a lot, especially in the short term, is the smaller fan bases and oh, some yeah, of the smaller those schools? Yeah, I mean, like, okay, look, Cal and Stanford, their fan base is not super engaged. I don't feel bad for Cal and Stanford. They're extremely wealthy universities. Their fans don't care about sports in general, anyway. Okay, cool. They get left hung out to dry. No harm, no foul. Oregon State and Washington State are more rural places that really do care about their you know, sports and really have supported the football team and that kind of stuff. And they get totally hosed. And, you know, one of the complaints is that, okay, well, what happens to the Apple cup, Washington, Washington state, right. which this is one of the Annie Staples thing that got a big 
eye roll for me, which was, oh, you know, they can still play those games if they want to, right? Which, one, last time I checked, I mean, Joe yeah. Fan doesn't get to be in charge of scheduling. Right. So he doesn't assuming, get to determine if they play it. Right. And then, two, that assumes that Washington State is still on the same level of division and that there's not some super league where the top 40 or 60 only play themselves. So they may not legally be allowed to do it. And then you also have the what happens in five or 10 years when Washington State is making Mountain West money for 10 years and Washington's making Big Ten money for 10 years. Now that's a Georgia versus Georgia State level game. And it's like, well, sure, you can play it, but it's not the rivalry it used to be because they used to be in the same conference on more level financial playing fields, right? So saying, oh, they can still play those games, which one, you don't actually know that. Two, the person you're talking to doesn't get to schedule that. And three, even if they can, mm-hmm. probably isn't the same. It's probably a lesser version. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that- those fan bases, the Washington states, the Oregon states, <clears throat> and a lot of the ACC schools that haven't gotten totally shafted yet, but absolutely could. Yet. Yeah, yeah. T- like Virginia their Tech. Time, their time is coming, you feel? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, okay, a place like Virginia Tech. If Florida State and Clemson leave, does Virginia Tech get a big boy invite to one of the two big boy conferences it could be in? Because if it doesn't, then they basically will cease to have a meaningful football program. They're they gonna, may or may not know. cease they may or may not cease to have a football program altogether in the future. They, I don't know. It's hard to say what happens in two decades. They, they won a BCS title, didn't they? They played for one. Yeah. Oh, they didn't gonna, win that year? I thought they mm-hmm. won one year. Am but, I wrong? You know, that's Blacksburg. That is not a big national market. It's the thing where you're looking at only national markets. It's the same reason why and when things only get optimized for national markets, it's just the same top markets yeah. over and over and well, over again. I mean, you got, it's why yeah. you get the New York Knicks on national TV a billion times and Far smaller noise. market but way better teams not on TV. So congratulations. You know, you're going to get some – Freaking crap blue blood blood team when they're bad on primetime games all the time and some other team that's better you just won't get. And the, yeah. and eventually the money will be so lopsided that things could get wonky and it could really drive some programs into a tough place, right? What's interesting is don't you think though if how do I say this without sounding like an idiot? This, I think this is more sound more so has to do with the NBA than what you're talking about with college football. But like, don't you think that like if there's truly greatness in the smaller markets, if the league or whoever would just market it well, the larger markets would tune in anyway. For example, like yeah. LeBron oh, they, James. Yeah. Nobody would, nobody yeah. would call Cleveland a large market ever. They're right. a small market. But like LeBron James, before he started moving around all over the place, he would just sell out everywhere he went because people were like, Yeah, I'm gonna go see LeBron James. Yeah. And so they were treated like a large market. And it, so I'm just like, it just, it just, I'm befuddled. You know what I mean? I don't think it's as obvious, though, in football with those kind of players because, you know, Pat Mahomes played at Texas Tech. People were not going, you know, people were not, you know, and granted, you know, it's a developmental stage of football career. Maybe yeah. it's not the best analogy. Well, and what one player doesn't move the needle in football the way they as much do as it in the NBA, yeah. of yeah. course. But the same thing is true, right? If well, you yeah. gave a lot of exposure to exactly. some of these other, you know, if Tulane last year had gotten a lot of primetime games, then by the middle end of the season, people would have been tuning in to watch Tulane play because they were good and they were fun. But I they weren't that I would have been in the last familiar with that them. game. Yeah. Well, what you're getting at is kind of a really good segue. This clip that I'm about to play you is not necessarily as controversial or whatever of opinion of Andy Staples is what you were talking about earlier, but I do think it gets oh, that. A- Andy Staples, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor statement. <laughs> no, it's not quite that, but it does touch on something that I think we could talk about. So here, I'm just going to play it and then we can talk. College football where nobody is in charge and nobody is qualified to be. Now, there are probably people qualified to be in charge, but the first part of the statement is absolutely correct. There is nobody in charge. I said this the other night. No one is in charge. No one knows what they're doing. If you remember that, everything in college football suddenly makes sense. 
And it's always been that way. And this is where you see this now. This is, this is how this has all happened. So he's talking about no one being in charge. And so when you talk about everything you've been talking about, it almost seems like if the NCAA was functional and was in charge, a lot of things could be avoided. You know what I mean? Yeah. Discuss. So, yes. If Let- it could only have been useful once in their entire damned existence, maybe some of this could have been avoided. But as question, I said earlier, all question, care, who's in charge of the NCAA? It was Mark. M- oh, it's the presidents of the universities, right? It's the, the universities. The NCAA works for the schools. Mm. So, the, uh, you know, that's why it feels like the NCAA is not in charge because they're not in charge. The schools are in charge. The schools own the NCAA. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it is just un. It's let's just be real about it. It's unbridled greed. Everybody wants to have the biggest slices. There's a lot of like. Well, and it's finished. Like, sorry, no, it's just saying, like you know, it's like what I'm worried about is not just the small fan bases, but just like the overall health of the sport. Because you're just there's going to be fewer opportunities for kids to play going forward. And I think that's a bad thing. I think it's going to do some bad things even to high school football. Um, it, and unfortunately, it there's a significant chance it will spill over to sports outside of football, right? Right now, Washington State, we'll stick with them for the example, right? Washington State gets their, I don't know, 20 to 25 million a year TV revenue for football plus other football revenue, blah, blah, blah. That's a good chunk of money. That's the sport that makes money. All the other men's sports there don't make money. Sometimes basketball makes money for schools. Some most it actually doesn't. So I'm just going to assume there it doesn't. If it does, it makes a tiny bit. Right. So all the does, other men's sports not a lot. Yeah. don't make money. All the women's sports don't make money. But football makes money. Now the controversial takes in 2023. Yeah. But now r- riddle me this: if your football program decides or your football program has to take a 15 million dollar a year pay cut on TV revenue. Mm-hmm. Now the whole program is $10 million a year underwater instead of $5 million a year profitable. What do you think happens? You can either shut down all athletics or you can start shutting down a bunch of the other sports. Mm. Right? That's so this word. is one of the things where it's like, hey, Washington State getting left out to dry it might mean goodbye to women's volleyball. It might mean goodbye to gymnastics. It might mean goodbye to their baseball team or their golf team or whatever random other teams. Right. Just to have the football team. Well, just to not lose money and go broke and have it all be gone. The football team may or may not still be able to make money in the future. I don't know. TBD. But yeah, it just, it changes a lot of things, right? And even if, if they manage to not have to cut a bunch of other programs, those programs are all going to be run very differently, much cheaper, very different experience, right? You're basically taking a school like Washington State and you're turning them into, I don't know, Samford. Right. From like a, you know, TV money standpoint. That's not great. Or if in Friday Night Lights terms, because I'm still watching that show, it'd be like you have 40 Dillons and then like over 100 East Dillons. <laughs> like Dylan just always it. has a crappy field that Dylan never wants to play on, and then when they're forced to play on, their players are just going to come and screw it up. So I'm really into <laughs> I'm really into Friday Night Lights right now. It's a good show, man. So you good. should be into it. It's, um, there's so much incongruence too between like what's being said and what gets actually done because like even Kirby Smart has said stuff like, "Yeah, we like." scheduling teams like Sanford and UAB because like those games help pay for like half of their budget, you know? Right. And like, yeah, they, and the more, oh, sorry. And the more the big conferences add schools, they're also condensing their schedules to be more conference heavy. Right. right. So it's like you play eight conference games or now a lot of, most everybody's on nine the SEC will be soon too. By the time you get to a 20 league team, Hey, let's go to 10 conference games because that's more games that are just us, and that's more TV revenue. And so you cut down on how many games you play with these smaller schools, which cuts down on their financials and their piece of the pie also, right? Right. Yeah. So it's just 
it's taking the haves and the have-nots that already exist and just sort of radically propelling them into more have and more have-not. Historically, Higher. that's not good for a lot of industries. <laughs> I don't want to be too crass, but higher ed administrators must be like borderline lizard people because I don't know, like they should know this. If this is the reason why the NCAA exists is so universities can cooperate. But all I'm seeing is just unbridled greed and avarice. Like they can I, can I paint with a broad stroke? Can I paint with a broad stroke? I've been broader than me. Go ahead. No, no I'm going to go broader <laughs> than you. I promise you I'm going to go broader than you. Does it feel like a lot of this is just being run by boomers? It just, mm, I just get the tinge oh, you of. You want to go into the generational. Yes. Uh, I just get the tinge of boomers. Like, hmm, this is going to profit us now. This makes sense now. But like, I mean, no, did you see the bro? No consideration. Calling no consideration for the next 10 to 15. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. Yeah, there's none. And did you not see the Oregon bro calling in from the golf course this afternoon to make his. Is that what that meant? You sent me yeah. that DM and I had no idea. And I was like, yeah. wait, you're Ray, kidding what? Ray, me. What is this? Some Oregon Board of Regents dude that had to be in the meeting to cast his vote for Oregon, freaking calling in from the bunker because he probably sucks at golf, <laughs> but he's an old rich boomer. So was he playing golf at one o'clock on a Friday? Absolutely. See, golf probably talking like, about other people's work ethic. It's the same problem on Capitol Hill. Just a bunch of old people. Yeah, the, you know, he's probably talking about other people who haven't pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. These boomers man these people who are just a few big Macs away of having to give their power of attorney to their children yeah well, i love let's feed I love them some more big Macs, justin <laughs> i i love people having to give power of attorney to their children but then still stay as a a function <laughs> a, quote functioning elected uh political Good official lord Ugh. it's just it's mind-boggling to me i just don't understand it well, and you know, earlier when Justin, you were talking about like the NCAA basically works at the behest, or was it Scott? I can't remember. Um, works at the behest of the presidents of the university or the athletic directors. I was like, well, why can't it be more like? And then I was thinking of other leagues, but all of those leagues operate at the behest of the owners too. Yep. <laughs> and so I'm just like, uh, okay, what do I? Where do I go? <laughs> what do I think of? Yeah. I don't know. I was talking I to a friend earlier, and Brian Jones, you'll be so happy to know that there's someone – I talked to someone else today who thought that a relegation system might be good for college football. Uh-oh. problem is I don't think even – like. Don't say that. Don't say that to him. Here's, here's what I said. Like, <laughs> That's the last thing it is here. Look, <laughs> they're not going to let Tennessee or Florida State – Get relegated, no matter no matter how bad they suck, because they're just too much. They're too valuable. Would you say they're too big to fail? Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna bail out Tennessee this season. We're gonna just add a win to their column. Uh, another political reference from twelve years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, it, if the shoe fits, if the shoe fifteen years ago, Lord, where the time gone? Uh, Lord, I'm almost forty. <sighs> yeah, there's like no one's gonna that the economics will forbid that from happening. We won't get to see um, Appalachia State uh, pants Texas A&M or Michigan, no matter how badly they deserve it. Nope, not they'll be in a whole different division. They won't be in the same structure. We truly had the best system with the BCS. Um, we really did. Man, one of my favorite things. It, it was, yes, the BCS was, I mean, it wasn't perfect, but like, here's the thing. It's a, it, it gave you an get- actual national title, and it let you still care about the bowl games, and it let you still care about the regional aspects not everything was just the title right right would you say was it bcs straight up or bcs the with add on national championship game which one would you say was the better situation? i like the one with the national championship game i mean it always pissed somebody off because like you know there's you know 12 and 0 tcu didn't get invited to the national championship okay. game so they have to go play in the fiesta bowl and the reason I said that is because I, d- I always felt like you had like an unspoken kind of, this is going to sound really stupid, but bear with me, an unspoken kind of relegation with the BCS. Meaning when I think of like 2005 Auburn, they just started so low at the beginning of that season in the polls because of, for whatever reason, the year before, I don't know. Or yeah, excuse me, is it 2004? Is it 2004 Auburn? Yeah, I'm it was sorry. whatever year Texas and USC played each other. Yeah, maybe it was 2004 Auburn. I might be getting my years mixed up, but they finished undefeated, right? But they didn't get invited. They weren't in the. They weren't considered yeah. for the national championship. And the reason was is they just started ranked too low. And you think about that, and that's basically 
saying like, hey, we're taking into consideration the previous season because you started ranked here or wherever here point, is Jonathan. in the teens, you know? And so yeah. that's kind of what you had, kind of like an unspoken kind of relegation. Not a really, you know what I mean? Yeah. I also think the economics of like, you know, other soccer leagues in the world would say maybe that system's not great for everybody anyway. Yeah. I don't really love when people here, especially if we're talking, if we move away from football and talk about soccer, MLS, people love to beat their chest about, oh, MLS needs a pro rail. I'm like, really? Do we really though? Because they love to like admire the fact that in England, you go like to small town, like, isn't it wonderful that the, the emotions and the 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 lives of these people just rise and fall on on this sports team. I'm like, no, that sounds miserable. You mean to tell me this yeah, restaurant like will exist or not? This this restaurant will exist or not exist based on how the soccer team performs? That sounds like a terrible yeah. economic model. <laughs> yeah, like, why you, would you? Yeah. Like, you have a family. Why would you stake your lives and the livelihood like that you make on the on on a on a sport? This is ridiculous. But they do. They do, and they and and over here, some idiots view it as like some sort of honorable thing. They're like, "Isn't that the most honorable way to be a fan of a sport?" I'm like, "That's fucking stupid." Is what it is. <laughs> it's really stupid, yeah. and I'm glad we don't have that here now. MLS has a ton of really stupid rules we should change, of course, regarding their salary caps and their designated players and all that. We can talk about that, but like, no, we don't need pro rel. We don't need a team deciding whether a small town in England uh, makes it or not. You know what I'm saying? Like Wrexham, if you've watched Wrexham, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like he said, you got that nice bloke on there. And he goes, well, you know, this pub, it did well last year, you know. But, you know, the year before, it was rough. It was rough. Times around here were hard because, you know, the team wasn't doing well. We had more shut down. I'm like, I'm that's this is yeah. some guy's life, you know. Like this is I, his I life. Wish, I wish we had relegation so that we would know more people's elderly parents who died because they didn't have health care because the team got relegated and they lost their business. <laughs> There's the story. R.I.P. Nana. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that article? And it will. What you're touching on now is that going back to college football, this will have some economic consequences because the only reason why we had football in 2020 was because our economy couldn't handle us not having football. (laughs) Let's be real. Sorry, Alabama. Your your 2020 team kind of won a Mickey Mouse ring to steal bloopers verbiage. (laughs) Oh. You're going after them fans now. I did. Um, it's coming for you. Darren Ravel, who really kind of sucks. but uh, He does suck. I agree. But from him, the Oregon football team flying to Rutgers is 30 minutes shorter than the flight from Boston College to London. <laughs> hey maybe that's the future man roger goodell's like you know i'm gonna help college football play in london because those londoners they just love that football are we bringing back the concord how fast can the concord get from oregon to <laughs> they don't make those anymore do they no i they don't, don't know that's why i said are we bringing it back uh the you... only reason they don't have them is because it's bad for the for the environment would you like a more a more serious statement about it from dennis dodd Yes, uh, of course. The most significant day in college athletics history, the Conference of Champions essentially goes away, buried under the altar of commerce. From Jackie Robinson to John Wooden to Reggie Bush to Bill Walsh, one less major conference, a century of tradition. Oof. Don't get OJ Simpson. How could you? <laughs> and somehow, how would you? Somehow forget OJ Simpson. How could you? I hear you speeding towards your house right now in a white Ford Bronco. But but it is true when you have a 100-year-old conference and a 100-year of rivalry, you're like, ah, let's split it up for a little bit better bottom line. Let's split it up because because I have a a couple houses that are passive income on a couple lakes. Yeah, I mean, the commissioner needs a third house in Maui. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that house is a passive income house, Scott. It's on Airbnb. I don't understand why these millennials can't afford homes. Can't they buy know, another yeah, home for passive income to pay for their primary residence? And yeah. and look, if the SEC signed a big new TV deal and University of Georgia cut every alumni a thousand dollar check a year from that TV money, then sure. I might feel a little bit differently about, hey, let's get some money out of this. But that's not what happens. 
It just goes into the already rich people's pockets. It's not going to the people that make up the state or the people that make up the state universities or things like that, right? What I would love to do that math problem. How many Georgia alumni are living times <laughs> a thousand? Listen, the, if if Georgia was not on average, how many does UGA graduate a year? Oof, I don't know. My wife could tell you it's maybe like five thousand, five or six thousand. I don't know. Uh, let's go back sixty years living. Sixty times five thousand. All right, is... more than three hundred fifty thousand living UGA alumni in the world, according to the UGA alumni website. So times a thousand dollars would be three hundred fifty million. Thousand dollars is probably a lot. They're not going to do that. Um, three hundred fifty million is a lot of money. So yeah, let's 30, do that math. Thirty-five million is a hundred bucks. So everybody gets a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks not enough. Five hundred. Five hundred. 250, 250. Five, that's like one trip to the concession stand. Maybe it's based on you're based on need. Ooh, now we're talking. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I like that idea. I do like how you replied to Dane Young here, though. Dane Young tweeted. I did watch Dane Young, by the way, before I read this. He watched. Uh, I watched him in Roddy Nabulsi on a YouTube about the uh, UGA practice and all that. And I was like, hey, there he is. He wears his polos tucked in, so, you know, I didn't watch very long. Dane Young, in realignment sweepstakes, Georgia Tech is much closer to being surrounded by Sunbelt ACC replacement teams than it is SEC slash Big Ten, which begs the question, why does Georgia play Georgia Tech anyway? <laughs> to which Justin said, because it's fun to market nerds, Dane, and college football needs to be fun. Yeah, like, but why are we... It- this is Sorry, so yeah. crazy. This is crazy. The fifteen years ago, in two thousand eight, when Georgia Tech came in here and upset Georgia and started tearing up the hedges, the idea of we need to stop playing this team would have been absolute insanity. I don't understand the obsession with not wanting to play Georgia Tech. So yeah, since the since then, the ACC has you know signed a very long, very bad TV contract. Georgia Tech does not have money to spend on athletics. Does not spend money on athletics. They are not competitive. They are not, from a financial standpoint, trying to be competitive. And so, and then also you have a lot of people on the Georgia Tech side that are very much behind not playing Georgia anymore because they're tired of getting their butts whooped. But this is the kind of thing where... The booty hurts, Scott. Yeah, is Georgia going to drop the Georgia Tech game right now? No, absolutely not. But if the ACC collapses and Georgia Tech ends up in the Sun Belt, that game might not get played anymore, or that game might get played for five more years and then get dropped. Or you know, and so these are like, the we'll do it once every four years for nostalgia's sake. Yeah, if that for real. Here, I got a I got a hot take, hot off the presses for your sources from Reddit College Football. Apple TV has agreed to acquire the rights to stream the Pac-12's archive of game footage in exchange for. <laughs> A $25 iTunes gift card. <laughs> <laughs> the archive. <laughs> Guys, they are really the best account on Twitter right now. Yeah, you know Steve Steve Jobs' head in a jar is like, drop these suckers. Could keep, could keep their house together for five more weeks. Can we, can we talk about how Apple tried to lowball the Pac-12 and now has nothing to invest in? Yeah, and they're in the pack. Yeah, they're like they're like Cupertino. That's like Silicon Valley, right? Yep. That's hilarious. That's like their backyard. Yeah, they're like twelve minutes. They're twelve minutes from Stanford. That's you can't do your you can't do your neighbors dirty like that. Apple, come on, bro. Man, truly, truly, it's a big oof. Like. (laughs) This is maybe be. I don't want to blow this out of proportion, but this maybe should be a gut check for uh, you know maybe what what people should really be valuing, you know. And I guess this is just sports. Yeah, titles. It's tight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I the fact that like here's the thing we're all we're all Georgia fans. We all graduated (laughs) the University of Georgia. We don't lose anything from this. In In fact, UGA will probably get richer, and you know. More decadent. The fact that we're lamenting this, I think, you know, that should say something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, In the short term, in the immediate future, it doesn't impact the team we're rooting for. But in the short term, it impacts the game in general. And in the long term, it could 
impact the whole of the sport and other sports, like we said, yeah, pretty heavily, which is pretty disappointing. Yeah, like, I, I, for one, you know, like sometimes going to other UGA sporting events. Now, like, the SEC still has money. UGA is probably not cutting any of those teams anytime soon. But if we're fans of a different school, you'd be like, well, I used to like going to uh, baseball games or tennis matches. And, you know, are, <laughs> you might as well go this year because it might be gone in the future. Well, they are fun. I like going. Yeah. I mean, UGA baseball was kind of up and down this year, but like, and Foley's not a great ballpark, but you know, it's fun to go do that and you experience the college town, you know, and it's just, it'll be a shame. Does anybody know what happens to the Rose Bowl? <laughs> I think I imagine Bowl. it'll still be held in a really old stadium. Okay. So, is there any chance that the Big Ten? tries to hold their conference championship in the Rose Bowl. That has been suggested by somebody. I think it was... Was it Andy Staples who suggested that? What? Put Actually having the Big Ten championship in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> I mean, Has the Rose Bowl... Hasn't it been in Indianapolis? Excuse me, yeah, Indianapolis? It, it's been in Indianapolis and a pro stadium. It's super generic. You're not losing anything of significance by moving it from there, it would still give you a big game in the Rose Bowl, which would be cool. But also at the same time, it's almost worse than having nothing because it's kind of a complete <laughs> bastardization of the Rose Bowl where it's like <laughs> New Year's Day parade. It's, uh, you know, Big Ten versus Pac-12 champion. And they're like, just kidding. It's the Big Ten versus the Big Ten because we ate you. And now we own your <laughs> Rose Bowl. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rose Bowl is interesting because they're one of the few entities in college football that has been very slow to like embrace change. Um, I don't know how much pull, and that's and that's have. why nobody likes the Rose Bowl or watches it, Justin. <laughs> right? They uh, all those roses mean absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> I well. have had a few thoughts about how that. I don't know. I really the the best s- s- scenario. T- for me to fix college football and bring it back to what we, to what the three of us enjoy about it is to go back to the BCS system. But I've also wondered, should we just have like, I mean, we were talking about if you could just make up your own regional conferences and the, in all of, you know, power five college football, what if you just did that? And, you know, like here's our actual Southeastern conference. Here's our actual like Northeast conference, you know, put a like 10 to 15 teams in each of them. There will be still people left out. Yep. But. Well, I mean, it would be easy. You just basically have a 60-team power five, a 60-team group of five, subdivide them, you know, based on region, which preserves a lot of your, you know, regional rivalries and stuff as well. You have, you know, your power five teams play eight conference games a year two Power 5 non-conference games a year, one G5 non-conference game a year, and one sub-G5 game a year. That's your 12-team schedule. Now everybody has at least the same level of schedules, even if every conference isn't exactly the same. And because you're now a global P5 that is overarching over those five sub-conferences and a global G5, well, guess what? The P5 can have its deal where it's, I don't know, what's it going to be, $2 billion a year for the P5, split evenly 60 ways. And you can have your $300 million deal for the G5, split evenly 60 ways. So at least your TV money is the same for all P5s and all G5s. And that's, I don't like that. That would be your framework. BCS, but I like it better than what we're heading towards. Well, you would, no, you would still have the BCS on top of that. Right. Okay. Like you would still have all the normal same bowls, you would still have the BCS, right? It just would be a more standardized G five and P five, so that every P five gets the same TV money as the other P fives. Every G five gets the same TV money as other G fives, okay. and 
you know, there's always the argument like, oh, well, they play nine conference games, or they play eight, or they played too many cupcakes, or blah, blah, blah. Everybody plays the same number of conference games, same number of P5 games, same number of G5 games, and everybody has one true cupcake game. Because you got to keep the actual real cupcake game, and you got to keep a G5 quasi cupcake game. Those schools need that trickle down money. Parents that want to take their kids to their first game and don't want to pay to go to freaking Georgia, Tennessee in the rain with their kids. <laughs> right? So, I don't know. To me, that would be a good framework for everything. So, it's a good framework, but will, will the ADs and university presidents have it? No. They will only <laughs> accept things with playoffs bigger than 12. <laughs> Also, the, the team's are like, well, we're more valuable, so why do we have to split revenue with those suckers over there? Those poors. With the poors. Why do we have to share with the poors? What did the poors ever do for me? Yep. So. Well, I do have something non-college football to end with. Oh, let's hear it. It's really just to make fun of Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Because he gets paid a he gets paid a lot of money. I believe it's twelve million a year, and he I, I assume he lives in or around Connecticut because he works for ESPN. So you would think he would know at least some of the players in New York Yankees. And he can't pronounce this one Yankees name, and it's pretty funny. So I figured um, I'd play him trying to pronounce this Yankees name. Are you ready? Let's go. This good. Falifa. Uh, how do you pronounce his name? Kind of Falifa. Kind of Falifa. right. This good. Falifa. How do you pronounce his name? Kind of Falifa. Kind of Falifa. right. I was talking, of course, about Yankees utility player Isaiah Kind of Falifa. This man said Falifa. He also said that the Yankees were going to make the playoffs, which is uh, which is a take. I believe they are second to last in the ALS. Let's check it out. <laughs> it's a take. Yep. It's a take, y'all. They are 10 games behind the Orioles. Yes. Best of luck. Best of luck, you... Yankees. I got a bounce. Well, and with that, we're going to leave you with Stephen A. Smith saying, Kiner Falifa. Kind of Falifa. Kind of Falifa. Maka is the wing to say. He really does sound like that. I'm out like Oregon, baby. I'm out like Oregon. <laughs> We're out like Oregon. I used to believe in the Beavers. Well, this oh, has just... been very good. This has done me well. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Bye. I got to play the outro. Bye. Bye.